0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Twilight Stations, a podcast where we talk about anything and everything related to the Twilight Saga. I'm your host, Kari.
1: And I am your co host, Ashley.
0: And today is our third episode, and we are going to talk about a topic that somehow it's ignored by most of us but now was it ignored by most of us but since everyone got older we kind of realized that it was always there but we never actually gave it the importance so, is a yeah it's, we're talking about the gaps of age between the main couples of the saga. Which and, is... A,
1: and what? just uh, before we go into detail, uh, I think uh, we should mention that this might have a trigger warning to some.
0: Yeah. You see, if we read the story of all of the characters and some characters uh went through uh very terrible moments in their human lives so um we do have to say that we're gonna have to talk about some very sensible uh topics um such as sexual assault. And um, and physical and emotional abuse. So um, it's okay if you don't want to listen to the whole thing. But the main topic is actually the age gaps. So we're going to start with the Collins. The first yeah. character we are going to talk about is, of course, the leader of the Coven, Carlisle Cullen. Carlisle was born in 1640. and turned, circa, circa,
1: yeah. 1640. circa 1640. Circa uh,
0: 1640, because, you know, time wasn't really a very important thing back then. So, you know, they don't know how to measure that. And even Carlisle says in the book that he might have been from this time period, but he doesn't really remember
1: Mm -hmm. because
0: uh, he is that old. (laughs) He was turned about 1663 when he was about 23 years old in London, England, by an unknown vampire. Carlisle's father was an Anglican priest, and he used to hunt down what he considered witches, werewolves, vampires. But most of the people that he hunted were Uh human. Yeah. They were completely innocent, and Carlisle could tell the truth. But he never really got in the way. His mother died at childbirth, so all the family Carlisle had with his father... Um as his father had gotten old, Carlisle took over the job and he really managed to find uh some vampires hidden in London. And he thought it was a great idea to attack them during the night because why not? Right? Yeah. I mean vampires are creatures of the night. Why are you attacking them at night? Okay. He decided, <laughs> he decided to attack them at night, but as his group was attacking the vampires, one vampire found him and attacked him, and he bit him, and Carlisle knew that if he came back to his father, his father would make him kill
1: die.
0: Him. Would kill him, because he was a vampire, and for a very long time, Carlisle hated himself, and trigger warning, Carlisle tried to kill himself yeah. using human methods. He tried to drown, you know, jump,
1: he tried to uh, jump off a cliff.
0: But thank God, fire didn't really cross his mind. But yes. fire is one of the few ways you can kill a vampire. Mm-hmm. And He was so repulsive by himself. He was hated himself so much. He didn't fat on humans. No. That was until a group of animals passed by the place that he was and he was so consumed with thirst that he attacks the animals. And that's how he became what he called himself vegetarian. He didn't attack humans. He from animals and he met several vampires during his time in Europe he's from England and once in his travels he met a nomad vampire called Alistair but we're gonna talk about him in a future episode about European vampires um, but he met the Volturi and he was mesmerized by the Volturi. The Volturi were the leaders of the vampire world. And... Carlisle stayed with with them for a few decades. And Aro had, you know, what everybody knows now, as a man crush on
1: Carlisle. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, a huge man crush. And...
0: I tried to convince him to go to what would be the normal diet for a vampire. But um, Carlisle never, ever lost uh, that sense that he had to preserve and protect a human life. That's one of the reasons I think that he became a doctor. He went to several universities and have degree he has degrees on several arts on several arts science medicine and everybody knows he's a doctor and then he immigrated to america and he decided to be a doctor and if you've seen the short films of the twilight saga that's when he met Garrett but mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about Garrett in a little bit. yeah, and he that's when he just try, he tried to conceive the idea of creating someone to keep him company because he had been alone since the seventeenth century. <laughs> he never actually made any friends because. Everybody knows, if you're a vampire, you have to keep it secret. So he didn't want it to put this weight onto someone else's shoulders. That's when he, that's when he started to work in Chicago during the Spanish influenza. And if you're like me, you know that every time someone mentions the Spanish influenza, that's when yeah. killed out of Colin. Yeah. <laughs> He met the Manson family at a hospital in Chicago, and Edward Edward's father, a lawyer, right, of Edwards, Yeah, he he died from the flu in the first wave. And Edward's mom was about to die when she begged Carlisle to save Edward, like she knew that. Carlisle could save her son, and that's what he did. He took, he took Edward from the room where he was, took him to his house, and turned him into a vampire. That was the first time he ever made a vampire. And it's almost impossible to stop it. That's what Edward says in the first movie. Once a vampire bites someone, it's almost impossible to stop. But yeah. Carlisle managed to stop
1: yeah yeah because it is because it is like a shark just with blood in the water it's just impossible but if you have the strength then
0: you can make it and that's what carol did and but few years later when they were posing as Edward was Carlisle's brother-in-law from a a wife that he never had, but supposedly died. When he met Esme, Esme was just 16 years old when they met, and he, he was 23. Yeah. And she had a broken leg, and she developed a crush on him.
1: A what huge is, crush. A huge
0: crush, which is kind of uh, understandable. Have you seen Carlisle? <laughs> it's
1: understandable. Ooh, la. la.
0: <laughs> and she felt so hard for him that she actually hoped to find him in the future, and her answers were, her prayers were answered. But she had really to go through a very tough period before she met him again. Mm -hmm. Esma came from a good family, but she was expected to get married. By the time she was 16, almost all of her friends were married, and she wasn't. Her parents Mm -hmm. didn't let her become a teacher. She wanted to teach kids, and they didn't let her. So her father pressured her to accept the the marriage proposal from a man named charles evison trigger warning because as my my girl she she suffered a lot before she found the love of her life
1: and she's such an underestimated character
0: she's such an underestimated character like everyone to have a should have an asthma in their lives yeah. She has this ability to love someone unconditionally. And then um, maybe she even tried to do that with Charles, but she just couldn't. Because Charles... Trigger Tread warning. warning. He was an abuser. Yes. He used to beat her up. Some fanfics say that he even... Um, took advantage of her body and when and when the United States got into a war and Esme actually was quite relieved for that but when he came back in 1919 worse than he ever was before she got pregnant and she realized that there was no place to raise a child so she left but it went to live with a cousin but her husband managed to find her and then she ran away to ashland and she became a teacher under the fake story that her husband had died during the war and she was pregnant with his child and when her son was born he died shortly after from a pulmonary infection. And then Esme realized that she had no reason to live at all. To go she 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 jumped off a cliff. And she was so badly wounded that the doctors, when they took her to the hospital, they didn't even try to revive her. So she was in the morgue. And then Carlisle
1: found her,
0: found her, and he looked at her, and he just remembered this young girl he met a few years ago, who was such full of life, and yeah. he couldn't let her die. No. so he changed her I, I guess he also had a crush on her or something like that <laughs> and He turned her. Yeah, because yeah.
1: Yeah, in in 1921. Because she because she was just 26 years old. Like she had so much left to live. And
0: he didn't know what had happened. And well, she must have told him everything. And they got married in the very same year, and next year, they it's their 100th anniversary. But today, we're talking about the age gap between them. Physically, there are three years of
1: difference between both of them. Yeah. But
0: in vampire years, that's a lot more.
1: <laughs> yes, that is 258 years.
0: Which is a lot. (laughs) Which is a lot of views. (laughs) And I think it's... When you become a vampire, everything is heightened. Nothing is just a crush anymore. If you love someone, you really love them. Mm -hmm. But I've seen some posts on Tumblr like, Stephanie Meyer really wants me to believe that the Collins never considered having another partner instead of the, the ones that they have. But that's when the concept of mate comes. Because they are vampires, they are no longer humans, so boyfriends or girlfriend no longer applies, or even partner. That's why they call themselves mates. I mean, they're not human. They, yeah. they certainly are not animals, but they uh, they can't find another term to apply to that. So I think when they love someone, they love this person so much and there is this sense that they have to be with them for the rest of
1: eternity. Yeah, because it's just, it's so much love. Like, and I don't think age applies. Like, I, like, I mean, if you were to see someone on the street who was someone who was 258 years older <laughs> than you, I think that would apply then. But, uh, here, I don't think it would.
0: Yeah, and they are vampires, they're gonna live forever, they're gonna be young forever. So I think this idea of love that they have is going to remain stronger. Of course, you know, sometimes they might be sick of each other and take a vacation. (laughs) But um, I don't think they will ever change partners. I've seen some fanfics that states that the Collins change partner every once in a while and uh, Carlisle will be with Bella. Edward will be with Esme. Mm-hmm. Rosalie will be with Jasper, and Emmett will be with Alice.
1: Yeah, I, I do not read those.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I mean, it's not. It's not because it's not because uh, I don't ship those those couples because I don't ship those couples, but. If you love someone so much and you're gonna live forever and it's something that is so powerful, why would you try to go uh try to go and date someone else right?
1: yeah, that's just uh, I just don't know, <sighs> yeah,
0: we're not vampires either so yeah well, and right now we're gonna go to the couples. To the couple that... I mean, it's... Almost acceptable by... Today's standards. Uh, their difference of age. We have Emmett... And Rosalie. And
1: Rosalie. Oh, this is a big this, one. Ooh. Yeah.
0: If you've read... Eclipse and... Seen the movie... You're probably familiar with... Rosalie's stories. But in the movie... I I think it's a great movie, but they took some very graphic parts of her story in the book. Rosalie was the most beautiful girl in the state of New York back then. She was born in 1915, and at 1933, when she was 18 years old, um, she was she was engaged to a very wealthy man, Royce King. And her family relied on her beauty to survive. You have to remember, this is the time when the United States is still suffering from the 1920, 1929 uh, Depression. And Rosalie's family wasn't that much affected by the Depression, but they still right, they wanted to her daughter to to have a better chance at life. So when she got engaged to Ross King, who was from one of the wealthiest families in New York, I mean they were over the moon with that. Yes, and Rosalie. And
1: she was
0: happy. She was really happy. She loved herself. She loved herself very much. She was she is really beautiful and that's what attracted men the most. And she loved that attention. And, well, well the only person that she envied was her friend. Mm-hmm. Her friend, uh, well, in my Vera? version, Vera, uh, yeah. She, she got married to Amanda, loved her. And he, she had a beautiful kid. And that's what Rosalie wanted. And that's, Rosalie, that's what she thought she would have. But she she met a tragic end. Um, trigger warning.
1: Yes, a big trigger warning. A big
0: trigger warning. warning. Once Rosalie, one night when Rosalie was coming back home after spending the day with her friend, she met a group of drunken men. And she realized that one of them was her fiancé. Since you know it's New York, in winter time it was cold. But well, the movie really speaks for itself. They, Jigawoning, <sighs> they
1: they gang raped her. They
0: gang raped her. Yeah, she she was she wanted to die. She really thought she was dead when. Carlisle found her. He was coming back from work and he smelled the, her blood, and she. And he went after her. And saw that she was so pretty, and he was really concerned about the fact that Edward had been alone for a very long time, since uh, Carlisle had met Esme. So Carlisle decided to turn Rosalie in hopes that he, she could be Edward's partner. Which is a very selfish reason. Yes, I adore Carlisle. I love him. He's one of my favorite characters. But <laughs> that was really selfish, man. That was really yeah. selfish. Like, besides the fact that he made her into a vampire, which she definitely didn't want it. I think she was more. Uh, she was more affected by the facts that. She was turned by her beauty, mm-hmm. not because yeah. she wanted. And basically, her condition stated that she had to live forever, which meant that her body wouldn't change, which means that she wouldn't have a kid. Mm-hmm. Is... And their ho- as many I hope that Rosalie and Edward, could have been a couple, were all down the drain. And Rosalie was feeling so angry at her, new, at her new life that she decided to go after the man that killed her.
1: Well, man.
0: Yeah. She killed every single one of them and left Royce for last, so he knew that she was coming. And, and I applaud
1: her. That's...
0: That's feminist right there. She went after him. And she killed him on her wedding dress. (laughs) Yes, go girl. (laughs) Go girl. I loved it. I don't think she even... She didn't spill human blood. She was that much careful. Most vampires in their early age are not that careful. She and Carlisle, by then, were the only vampires from the Cullen clan that never tasted a drop of human blood.
1: I would have loved to see her do it with a wine glass, okay? (laughs) Yeah. Like, just let me sip some wine and not even spill that.
0: Girl, if it was me, I would have already spilled the whole wine on my dress. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that clumsy. And same. <laughs> a few years later, she met Emmett. Emmett was born at the same, at the same year as her, in 1915. But he was 20 years old when he was turned you know he was very strong, you know, and but he ha- he helped his family a lot. He was a good hunter, and then he decided it was a good idea to fight a bear. I mean, why not?
1: Yeah, why not? Let's just go and provoke a bear.
0: <laughs> yeah, but then he, uh, of course, it's not a good thing. Don't go fight a bear, okay? Because Rosalie won't be there to save you. <laughs> Rosalie was, was there to save him. When she was hunting, she saw him getting killed by the bear. And she and that reminded her of her best friend's baby. And she just couldn't let him die. So he she grabbed him, ran with him into Carlisle, and begged Carlisle to turn him in. And I think one of the only reasons why Carlisle did that was because he wanted to be on Rosalie's good side. <laughs> he, Rosalie hated him from day one until she finally accepted everything. Yeah. Which was, was kind of selfish. You know? I think Carlisle actually like took some time to think and was like, yeah, that was selfish. I shouldn't have done that. Um, but he wanted a daughter... And he wanted to be on a good terms with her. That's why he turned Emmett, and Emmett completely accepts their their new lives. And he asked Edward for some money, and Edward gave him some money to left to his family, his human family, which was really big. And there's something that I really like to say right now to go in defense of Emmett and Rosalie, and breaking the arm parts. One or two, I can't remember now. Uh, uh, two, Edward, I think. I think two. it's two, yeah. After Bella and Edward enjoyed their new cottage, Edward tells Bella that Rosalie and Emmett were so bad that it took decades for the Collins to be around them again. Let me just say, Rosalie, uh, trigger warning, she was gang raped. Yeah. You know uh, how you know how long it took her to trust a man again?
1: Yeah, and just and just to be vulnerable, vulnerable,
0: vulnerable around a man again. Like how long? How long do you think it took? It took a very long time. The, um, Emmett Emma and Rosalie eventually got married, but it took her forever to To let herself be vulnerable around the man again. Yeah. So I don't think we should go around and make jokes about Rosalie and Emmett being added like rabbits, you know. It took yeah. them a long time, and okay, Rosalie asked Caroline to turn Emmett because Emmett reminded her of her best friend's baby, okay. But I don't think Rosalie asked Carlisle to change Emmett because, uh, because she thought she had a future with him. She didn't have any romantic intentions with Emmett until so she fell in love with him. And she had to let herself feel like that for him. Yeah. She, have, she had every reason in the world To not be with Emmett. Not because she didn't love Emmett. But because of the way she died. Yeah. And Emmett knew that. Emmett was always there. To support her. You know. I'm pretty sure the first time. They actually did it. It was. I mean. It must have been in the beginning. Terrifying for Rosalie. To to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are a victim of, of this, don't be ashamed of yourself, because it, it is not your fault, okay?
1: No. Like, it's not it your is, fault. No, it is not your fault at all. And
0: it's okay if you don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. But... If you want to love somebody again and decide to be vulnerable with that person, you have to trust them, okay? Don't don't rush into things. You have to do this because you want to, okay? And if you've ever been through that phase, I'm really sorry and I am with you, okay?
1: And I am with you.
0: And... If you want somebody to talk to you about these things, you can reach me out at my uh, at my personal account. It's on our Instagram bio. If you want to talk to me, or if you want to talk to any of us, yeah, we're gonna listen. Okay, we're promised.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Ears are different than vampire ears, and in physical age, it's the same. 2 years of its difference. Yeah, just 2 years. I think this is what people would actually, you know, be okay with. It. You know, Rosalie physically she's 18 and Emmett is 20. And Rosalie was was turning 33, Emmett was turning 35. Nobody would bet an eye for it. And now to Alice and Jasper. Jasper, we're going to start with Jasper, and um, there are some aspects of his story that uh, I'm pretty sure everyone hates by now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jasper was born in 1844 in Texas, and that was the time when the United States were in a civil war. And he fought for the South. Which, this is the only time that we're going to mention this. Because yes. if, honestly, all of all of the stories sh- could have been written by Jasper,
1: uh, mm-hmm.
0: let's just skip this part. So he was yep. a major. He was a major. <laughs> it's a lot yep. better.
1: And then he was turned and... In- 1863, at 19 years old.
0: He was turned by Maria. She was from the Mexican clan. We mentioned her in our last episode. She had an army of newborn vampires. And she realized that from his military experience, and also because he could control people's emotion, he could be a very powerful asset on her army, and Jasper, because of his ability to feel everything around him, it was really tough for him to kill anyone who was over one year old at the army, and he didn't want to do that anymore. After he let Peter and Charlotte escape from the army, he realized that the feelings of Maria had for him were changing. And before Maria could do anything about him, he escaped. And he was on his own for a very long time. That's until it was a rainy day and he got into a diner because it wasn't normal for humans to be in in the rain. And he got into the diner to escape the rain. And that's where he met Alice.
1: The short little pixie.
0: Everyone should have a Alice in their lives.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, there must be an Alice somewhere. Um, but, okay, so Alice, she had a terrible human life. Yeah. Her gifts at premonition would always be right, but they depended on people's decision. Since she was a kid, she would make right assumptions, mostly about the weather. And people would would actually accept it, like, because there was nobody to disagree with her on the weather. But there was a lot of people disagreeing with her on other things. Once, when she was young, she, uh, she advised a friend to not marry someone, to not marry a man Because because, um, he had a history of insanity on her family and her friends said that it was her fault that that she had made some, you know, black magic to not (laughs) let the marriage work. And everybody would blame Alice every time she made right assumptions. Mm-hmm. and her mother and her sister, her mother was the only one that actually took her seriously. And one day Alice had a vision of, of her mother being killed on the road and she warned her mother and her mother didn't leave and when her father came back she said that Alice made her mother go crazy and That her mother should have stopped doing that. And for a while, her mother did take a gun with her everywhere everywhere she went. But she stopped doing it. She stopped believing that something would happen. Until one day, it happened. Alice's mom was killed. She was assassinated. And then Alice had a vision of her father giving money to the killer. And she tried to warn everyone around her but no one believed her and one when her father showed up with a new bride a few months after her mother died she thought she could trust her father but she couldn't no. she, uh, it's trigger warning Alice was sent to an asylum and when there was a pandemic of actually epidemic of typhoid fever they had to shave her hair and that's why her hair is too short uh, because she was letting it grow and while she was stayed at the asylum she would get shock therapies and thanks to this she got her her happy mood again she almost forgot everything that happened with her before and there was a vampire that used to work there, and this vampire realized that Alice had a gift. She would test he would test her gift sometimes, and Alice was always right about what he took her. That's until Alice had the vision of james. we're gonna get we're gonna get to James in a bit. Alice had a vision of James coming to kill her and the vampire that worked with her. That was there working with in the asylum tried to come up with plans to make Alice survive but none of them would work that's until he had the idea to bit her
1: and mm-hmm. leave her
0: there while he distracted James and Victoria and this plan worked by the time James came back for her her blood was completely gone for her body and her transformation was almost over and she had a vision of the Collins, she had a vision of Jasper, and she waited for Jasper to come to her. And he did. They when El when Alice met Jasper, Jasper felt for the first time what was hope. And they were mates. And they yeah. were to they it started to travel together as a couple and later they met the Collins. They were received with love and affection. But it's important to mention Jasper, while Jasper really did form some bonds, some very strong bonds with some of the Collins, he only stayed there because Alice wanted to stay, not mm-hmm. because he wanted to stay.
1: And yeah
0: now to the years of difference of vampire years
1: well vampire, first uh well first uh Al, well first alice was born in 1901
0: yeah i forgot to mention
1: she, yeah and she was turned in 1920 at 19 years old
0: which means that the years of difference than the physical years is, is not much but the difference in vampire is a lot. There's fifty seven years of difference. Yeah. Well, I mean they are only beaten by Carlisle and Esme, right?
1: No, they they were not bitten by Car No, um,
0: Yeah, I mean the only couple that actually has a lot more years of difference between them, is Carlisle and Esme, which it doesn't still get. Into. I, I know I ship Carlisle and Esme so much, but God, this 258 years, it's a big difference to, to not be talked about. Um, now, let's go to Carlisle's firstborn, Edward and Bella. So as we mentioned before, Edward was born in 1901, and he was turned by Carlisle in 1918 at 17 years of age. But he wanted to try a new lifestyle. After a few years, Esme got got into the family, and he naturally saw a mother figure in her, as he did with Carlisle, a father figure, but. Uh, Edward wanted to have a taste of life for himself, so he decided to hunt humans. But to make things better for himself, I guess he decided to hunt what as what is called as criminals. But yeah. he hunts the worst kind of criminals. He hunted raper rapists, which is great as.
1: Yeah. Yes,
0: Eddie boy, you did the right thing. He he hunts killers. You know, serial killers, criminals. Yeah. And he, as Bella said in Breaking Down Part One, he saves more lives than he took. Yeah. After about ten years, he came back to the family, and Carlisle and Esme were there for him, and they and. Carlisle even mentions to Bella in the Moon, I think, that even after this phase of Edward, and draw a line between Esme and Carlisle because Edward was such a vital part to the family that they were pushing each other away, and it took them a few months to come back to each other. Mm-hmm. And which they had to do the same thing and New Moon, because somebody decided it was a great idea to throw their girlfriend, their human girlfriend into a glass table. Yeah. Okay. Mm. We're gonna get to get in another episode. Now, Bella. Bella, our hero, and we have something to say about Bella. But, okay. (laughs) Bella was born oh, yes yeah bella was born in 1987 in on september 13th and she was turned at 26 Turns wow well, she wasn't no. bo- she wasn't turning 26 <laughs> that was me she was turning to my dad <laughs> She was was turned turned in 2006. 2006. I'm sorry. (laughs) She was at 19 years of age. You know, I think Edward really tries to make it fun. Like, well, I turned you, but you turned 19. And she's like, you turned me three days before my birthday. But, okay.
1: I have 18 here.
0: Well, I do, too. Because that's what the guy says by the way I didn't say it at the beginning but all the info we we are telling you comes from the guide because Bella was turned was she was turned um, September 10th which means that she would be 18 forever yeah and everybody knows her story but there is something that we realized. While we're talking today, we're talking to many hours about this. <laughs> um, and it's something that some fans have brought up in the past. That Bella had a second stepdad. And something happened while Bella had the second stepdad. This is what we think. This is what we think. This is nev- it was never confirmed by Stephanie Meyer, okay? But some fans, including us, think that there was the second stepdad that did something to Bella. Bella only, and sh-
1: maybe and her mother,
0: and maybe her mother, and that's why Bella
1: trigger was,
0: warning uh, trigger warning yes Bella that's why Bella was so introverted, shy, shy yes. and reclusive. Um, because I don't think anyone at 17 years of age would have been that because of the responsibilities they had to take because their mother wouldn't mind to, didn't, you know, she didn't pay attention to pay the bills or, you know, get food. We think mm-hmm. that something happened that made Bella grow up some childhood trauma That maybe she keeps hidden in her mind, which is normal. If you go through some trauma, your mind chooses to forget what happened because of self preservation. So something early on happened to her, and and she doesn't decide, she decides to not mention it. And we all know that Elder is very protective of Bella, so he would have. Dealt with it the same way that he dealt with Charles Evanson, Which yes, yes Eddie boy, you killed as many abusive abusive victims. But that's how you do it. Um, yeah. But I don't know if you've, if any of you ever read the leaked version of Midnight Sun. But there is maybe you've seen the gift set has Carlisle and Edward talking after the accident of the van in Twilight, and Carlisle takes a set of x-rays of Bella's body to make sure that nothing is okay actually to calm Edward down, you know, not, not because he wanted to. And he does that, and he sees lots of remodel fractures. If you don't know if that is, it's when if you ever break a bone and you have to set it right, it leaves a mark in your body. And once you have an x-ray, it shows to the doctor or the technicians that is overseeing your procedure that you've broken that bone before. And yeah. Carl Lyle saw lots of sets of remodel fractures and he thinks that Bella's mom left her fault lots of times, maybe suggesting child abuse. We don't know. We don't have all yeah. the evidence.
1: And that is why we think it might be the second stepfather, because she completely passes the name in the book.
0: Yeah. Um, now, um, the difference of years between them is 88 years yes 88 years um I love that scene in the new moon when in the beginning of the movie um Edward arrives in his car (laughs) and he comes to her and he's like happy birthday and she's like don't remind me and then she's like I'm a year older than you and Edward's like no you're not. you're not Bella I'm 109 <laughs> <laughs> and then Bella is like I should have been wow. dating uh, such an old I... man it's disgusting I should be completely repulsive yeah <laughs> Yeah. I think this, you know I have to say this right now Cullen and Carlisle Cullen said the buy up so hard for me in terms yeah. of partners like I have to get someone like them I won't take anything less than that. <laughs> Of course, my future husband, And um, I mean, he doesn't have to buy me a, a, an island, I mean, I'm not that hard to impress, I mean, you don't have to get me an island, dude, but you have to treat me like a queen, just like Edward, and Carlisle treats their wives, okay? Yeah.
1: Um, okay, now let's move on to Renesmee and Jacob.
0: Well, this is kind of tricky, because, well... Um, mm-hmm. well, everybody knows by now that the Stephanie Meyer said there's going to be a three book arc about them which is great because we're going to get more content on the Collins, on all of our beloved characters but the thing mm-hmm. is if Jacob and Renesme are going to get together isn't that I mean Sh- of course, it's not a crime because uh, uh, Renaismer is going to reach maturity after seven years. She's probably either going to be forever 18 or forever 17, depending on which parent she, she gets most of her genes. Yeah. But
1: I think it's kind of odd, you know? Yeah, and uh. the age gap might go down. The age gap might go down, but I think it's,
0: I mean, when Renesma was born, Jacob, I mean, he had stopped getting old because he became a wolf when he was 16 and he was phasing so much physically, he wouldn't change. He, yeah. Probably he would stop phasing for a while to get mm-hmm. a few years uh, uh, older, like I think he would stop phasing until he became until he turned 18 and yeah. um, because to follow up Renesmee, Renesmee's grown growth, but you know, I think it's really odd because Jacob is always gonna be there for them, like for her, and she, she is his imprint. Hmm. Like, how are they gonna tell her? How are the Collins gonna going to tell Renesmee about the imprint and that the that is the only reason why they had to, they could stay in Forks. They couldn't attack the Collins. And that's the reason why they had to make another another treaty about the vampires and the wolves because you know, renouncement was the reason for all of that, for that coexistence yeah
1: But
0: I don't know if the Collins are gonna tell her once she's mature enough to handle the truth, not necessarily when she reaches full maturity at seven years old, maybe when she, because she'll probably is going to learn a lot with them, she's probably going to, gonna go to high school with her parents at some point yeah, uh, which is gonna be totally weird because when people come when the teachers can't pronunciate her name and she's like, Yeah, my mom was on crack when she did that.
1: <laughs> oh, I have seen the uh uh TikTok and uh <laughs> there uh was a, a TikTok and it uh was if if someone says one name that is not, like, dumb or, like, wrong or whatever. I am going to just say something or whatever. And it popped up, like, uh, where Nesmeh's name, (laughs) and, and... Oh, you just have to watch it, and it is how and it is hilarious.
0: I don't think anyone would be able to pronounce it, Renesma's name, right? At first, you know that actually happens to me a lot. You know, my full name is not Carrie; it's Karimi, and, you know, lots of people get get it wrong because of it's not. Apparently, it's not a very common name here, either. Um so uh, <laughs> and then when someone it wrong and Bernne is just gonna be like my mother was high when she did that and then <laughs> Bella's is gonna be like, what what <laughs> what? <laughs> what I can say Bernne McCauley call it stop right now yeah um this is this is getting too long. Uh, we plan more things for this, but if we say it, we're gonna take more than an hour. So <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> okay, but, well then. Okay, well then, let's just do the age gap for them.
0: <laughs> okay, let's do this. We have Carmi and Aaliyah from the Denali Coven. We don't have a, a very accurate a difference between them because they were born and they were turned around the same time so maybe <laughs> there isn't any age gap between them yeah and we have garrett and kate garrett everyone knows he shows up in breaking down part two and he gets shocked by kate and he's also the vampire that holds kate's back when the Volturi kill arena um he was born around 1700s, and he was turned in 1780. And Kate was born and turned, that's actually all the sisters, born and turned in the year 1000. Yeah. Which means that the age gap between Kate and Garrett is 780 years. Which is wow. almost a millennium. Like I'm out here complaining about the age difference between Carla and Esme, and then Kate and Gareth are like almost one millennium between them. <laughs> and we have Irina and Lauren. And- I mean, with, I mean, they hooked up. I don't think you could call that an actual mate. But no. the age difference between them was seven hundred and forty years. Yeah. Okay. Kate and Irina are really out there dating men who are very much younger than them. <laughs> and Jane and now we have James and Victoria. We're gonna get into more depth with James in another episode. But the difference between them and Vampire Ears is two hundred and forty five. <sighs> yeah. And the years of difference in human years is, uh, it's uh, a lot. I know, I'm bad at math at this point. I so did not write that down. Neither did I, but the dif- But Victoria was turned at 18, and James was turned at 25. Yeah, Which is less than the 10 years of difference, which is also mm-hmm. good. Uh we're going to have to wrap it up wrap up for now but we'll see you next time in subscriber